Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now, according to Chris Sims... From Football Night in America and Pro Football Talk, Dak Prescott is willing to accept a five-year deal with the Cowboys, but uh, he's asking for forty-five million in the final year, and that's because he doesn't—he really wants a short-term deal. But if you want to lock him in long, long-term, he knows contracts will go up, and he wants to be paid like one of the highest-paid players late 
in his career. The, the question with that fifth year is, will it be guaranteed? If it's guaranteed, then it has to be worth less money for the Cowboys and more money if you're Dak Prescott. And look, everybody knows at this point, you're just trying to ride out negotiations until July 15th. Deadlines bring deals. July 15th is the deadline for the franchise tag to be removed and a long-term contract to be made. Timing has been working for Dak Prescott for a long time because everyone assumes that Pat Mahomes is going to get a new deal. Unfortunately, Pat Mahomes' new deal won't come to be until after July 15th. You remember before the Super Bowl, we shared with you that the Chiefs said, hey, next 12 to 15 months, we'll get a new deal for, Dak, for, for Pat Mahomes. Dak bet on himself last season. And though they didn't make the playoffs, since coach got fired, they finished at 500. You, you would be right to argue it helped his case. You know, and they've gone out and gotten him C.D. Lamb. They re-signed Amari Cooper. They're clearly all in on the offense they have. They haven't even changed coordinators or, or, or quarterback coaches, despite the fact they changed head coaches. They got him a viable backup. Everything is in place for Dak Prescott to have a huge season. Timing has been working in his favor because the longer he goes, the more other contracts are signed by quarterbacks, which drives up the, the going rate. That timing, though, has, is now working against him. Right? The reality of what's in the future, even for the Dallas Cowboys, we don't know. When that... Now, I read this where the SoFi Stadium... So SoFi Stadium um, is being built in L.A. That's going to host the Rams and the Chargers. And again, Tom Telesco, general manager of the Chargers, now 20 minutes away. SoFi Stadium, they had to go back and ask for a $500 million additional loan. In addition to $400 million in loans from the league they've already gotten, the stadium is going to run somewhere between 5 and $6 billion to build. Wow, that's a lot of money. Now, before that, um, the Raiders stadium is like 1.9 billion. And if you remember Jerry's world, when it was built was like the first billion dollar stadium. No one knows the exact cost, but Jerry Jones had to take an additional loan in order to fit, finish it off. Jerry Jones is still paying a huge debt service on that note. And if he doesn't have fans in attendance and he's not able to host concerts in the off season, that thing just sits empty and there is no amount of PPE that is ever going to right that ship. Asking for that amount of money in the current economic culture, which to this point has not truly affected NFL football. It hasn't. Right? It, it hasn't affected NFL football yet, but it will. It will. Even if they have fans in attendance, no one knows what the economy for football is going to look like. The, the, well, you're like, well, the ratings will be up. They could, but that doesn't mean that revenue is up. Ratings and revenue don't always go hand in hand. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from, you know, I've, I've watched people who I work for go on TV and say, hey, radio's numbers, podcast numbers, huge. They are. By the way, download the All Ball podcast. It's my All Ball basketball, All Basketball podcast. We talk hoop and other stuff at the, the Herd Now podcast network or download the Doug Gottlieb show daily on the iHeartRadio app or iTunes, wherever you download podcasts. Our numbers are through the roof. But the sponsors that we do have, we're reasonable about how much money we can ask from them, considering many of them aren't generating revenue. 
yet. Yet. Right? We, 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 we believe, and they believe, once they get back online, everything will be good, and then we'll start collecting from them, and then we'll start generating revenue, and then, you know, the, the numbers correlating with how much they said they're going to pay us for those numbers, it'll be great. The same is true for the NFL. You would think once everybody gets online and, and, and in the stadium, it'll be fine. The problem is, what does everything else look like? All of those people that bought boxes, many of them won't have businesses. And if they have a business, the last they can, thing they can do is spend money on a box for a football game when the price is, if you take that box, you got to fire some people at home. Timing is absolutely horrific if you're in a contract negotiation right now. I read somewhere that Skip Bayless, who, I mean, Skip's amazing at what he does. He generates attention. He and Cowherd and Whitlock, they put the flag in the ground and built Fox Sports 1. They're great. But I'm sure that his negotiation is, is tense. No matter how good his numbers are, no matter how valuable he is to, to somebody else in the business, the fact is that you're going to get a raise right now when people are giving back money. That's a hard thing. That's just the reality of where we are right now. So I'm not offended by Dak asking for $45 million. This is just a negotiation gone public. I want it, he wants a short-term deal so he can get another big contract. The Cowboys want to maintain control of his rights for five years. Okay, if you want that fifth year, we want 45. We want basically, basically we want uh, a spike at the end of the contract so that you can never cut us, never trade us. And if you live, once we live through that fifth year, it'll make good on a million dollars here, a million dollars there because the salary cap by then will be through the roof. Like, again, this is just a negotiation. I don't know where they end up landing. My guess is, though, that, you know, guaranteed money and money in the contract aren't always the same. Like, we're, let's, let's let it play out. But the, the, the timing is now against Dak. There will be no Pat Mahomes contract. You know, there will be no Pat Mahomes contract. We'll see if there's a Deshaun Watson contract. And even Deshaun Watson's played in the playoffs four out of six, you know, Playing playoffs the past couple of years and won playoff games, some Dak hasn't done. But there'll be no Pat Mahomes, you know, so there is no true leader in the clubhouse for the biggest contract in the NFL. And now the economy is a complete and utter mess. And so Dak goes from, wait till you see this Mahomes contract. If, if Dak gets above that or slightly near that, it's going to be $40 million. That has not happened. And the, the bottom has fallen out of the economy. It'll be interesting to see if Dallas really wants to drive a hard bargain and continue to play the waiting game. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the biggest misconception about guys that play on the same team, even an NBA team, which is made up of, it's 15 guys now. I don't know it was 15 guys at the time. You don't have to be best friends or even friends with somebody you play with. Like I, I, we talked about this yesterday. Like I think, and, and Horace tried to say, man, like he's snitching on those guys who were doing drugs. Like that was well reported. And he was answering a question and he told a story and he did not name names of who was in the hotel room that he was talking about. But that was well documented that it was a league wide problem. It was a bull's problem. Right? The traveling cocaine circus. But what's, what's fascinating to me is this idea that we got to be close friends with everybody we played with. That if you're not close friends, well, then you just, you didn't achieve the ultimate and what the sport is about. Like, no, 
Look, Horace Grant got a huge contract from the Orlando Magic after leaving after winning his first three championships. He got paid handsomely so. Over $50 million in a contract, which made him, for the next several years, one of the top five highest paid guys in the entire NBA. He was never a top five player. He actually benefited greatly financially the rest of his career from his three-year run with the Bulls, where he was an important cog, but just a cog. Horace Grant was a good player. But, like, nobody mentioned him in the class with Jordan and Pippen or Rodman for a reason. When he left, he never won anything. And by the way, why, why should, this is how Jordan feels the way he feels, probably not just because of the idea of stitching, but you went to a rival club who beat Jordan in the playoffs when he came back from, from baseball. You don't think Horace Grant, you don't think Jordan still feels that? Like, dude, he still carries a grudge against the guy who cut him from his high school varsity. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sam Smith joins us from Bulls.com, author of The Jordan Rules. Sam, now that you've seen the documentary, all 10 episodes, what's your takeaway? Uh, that Michael now is going to give Adam Silver approval to go ahead and uh, continue with the NBA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it was what I expected. I think, it's, I think it was great. Uh, ESPN's uh, first name is Entertainment, and that's what it was. It was good basketball entertainment, introducing a whole new generation or a whole generation now to a guy they've read about, you know, who's just a part of the history books and, and you know, now is, uh, you know, a real figure, real human being, and <laughs> told somebody else, not not that, you know, I'm important in any way, but, you know, on, on one level, since the Jordan rules got in there, it, you know, it took 30 years, but Michael finally copped to behave in that way, <laughs> which is okay, because it, it, it was his method of leading toward championships. It's not the only way, you know, Magic did it differently, Bird, um, Bill Russell, whatever, Jerry West, uh, but this was Michael's way, you know, to push, to demand, uh, not always to be gentle, uh, but to keep in mind the finish line. So I think it's been great fun to see, you know, Mike, for other people to see Michael as we kind of knew him in the 80s with that sort of glint in his eye, you know, the, the you know, sort of a pixie, the pixiest push of everybody and then you know now afterwards to see all the players you know kicking back a little bit so i you know it was great it's been great what's what was your relationship like with horace grant when he was a player oh i had a great relationship with horace as they do with many others and and that's kind of been the you know the thing i think kind of set horace off a little i've tried to you know people have sort of a simplistic view of journalism and i understand it's not their business but everybody seems to Focus in on the notion of uh, deep throat, you know, Watergate and Woodward and Bernstein, and you know that's the only way we operate. That yeah, you know, we're such we're so stupid that unless somebody pointed us to somewhere and told us what was going on, we would never be able to figure it out for ourselves. So you know, everybody had to simplify something and say, well, you know, Horace, you know, and, and Horace has been a good friend over the years. You know, but so is Bill Cartwright, who I'm still close with. Phil, who I've been actually been to his house in Montana. Um, Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner. John Paxson, who I see almost date, you know, regularly with the Bulls still. So yeah, I know a lot of these guys. Craig Hodges, I just talked to the other day. I've always kept in touch with Craig, and you know, a lot of the former Bulls. Dennis Hobson, I speak with, uh, and so you know, I was part of the group for many years, traveling around with him. Um, you know, back in the era where we, you know, there was no private planes. The NBA wasn't on, in great financial footing. There was no big TV contract. So, you know, it was a big deal when we got to stay at a Marriott. You know, that was the upgrade. And so, um, uh, you know, so the thing with Horace, you know, the way Michael pointed it out, say, well, you know, you're a snitch. It, 
No, it's just so off base, and I, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't been able to figure out a way, uh, not that I have to, you know, to persuade people, uh, you know, because obviously Horace, you know, bothered Horace some. But, I mean, it just wasn't true, you, you know, being in journalism, to find something out, you got to talk to everybody. You know, it's like the TV shows, the detective shows. They don't just talk to one person who witnessed something. They talk to six or seven because one person is never reliable. You, you know, you can never tell if, if they if, if, if either they know or they're telling the truth or whatever. So, you know, it's just the nature of things. But, you know, Horace is, Horace is just like, you know, just a good person. And I think, you know, he felt hurt about some of that stuff. And so I, I think he's kind of reacted to it. Uh, Jordan's an interesting cat, though, because I think – what happens, and you tell me if I'm wrong because you know him, you covered him throughout his entire career, and you've been covering the Bulls ever since, and you wrote a book on him. Uh, Sam Smith, our guest, author of The Jordan Rules, works for Bulls.com. Joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, like on one hand, on one hand, he can say that, that Scotty was being selfish for not getting his ankle um, operated on, you know, before the summer, of the before their final season, on the other hand, he can say, hey, Scottie Pippen's the greatest team I ever had. There's there's no Jordan without Pippen, right? So he can almost compartmentalize, even with individuals, yeah. you can do a bad thing but still be a good guy. Is that a fair way to look at him? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, mean, I, I think, well, it's, not, you know, it, it's the same with anybody. Everybody is not, you know, single-dimensional. You know, there's multi-dimensionals. And, you know, that was the controversy about the Jordan rules at the time. I, I was depicting... Some of this behavior where he's tough on teammates, and a lot of it was a joking manner, but the way it sort of pulled out. You know, I think I wrote about that incident with Horace on the plane where he told his flight attendants, don't feed him. You know, he played, and it was kind of a joking, you know, I had a bad game. You know, it's, it's Michael's way of, you know, of taunting, you know, what became known as trash talk and, um, you know, what you'd see maybe in a fraternity. You know, guys hanging around at a, you know, club or whatever, you know, sort of picking on one another, kind of guy talk kind of thing. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it, it was sort of Michael, it's Michael's humanity. But yeah, he, 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 you know, when Scotty did some of those things like that, like where he said selfish, well, he, he viewed it as that hurt, that hurt my goal too. You know, it was going to make it more difficult for us to reach our, you know, achieve what we're hoping for with Scotty, you know, taking half a season off. But at the same time, you know, Michael, Michael is intelligent enough to know the landscape and know how much uh, Pippen as a teammate meant to him. And as Scotty pointed out many times, you know, Michael didn't win any titles without me either. So, you know, I think Michael understand that as well too. So, you know, it's, uh, we tend, we, you know, we tend to depict Sports figures often in a mythological way. Everybody's pulling together. Everyone's the same team, and you know, guys one for one for all, all for one. And that's not like that. It's not. I mean, not because it's not like that in sports. It's not like that anywhere. It's not like that. You know, in everybody's office or home or whatever you might be. You know, and and but but when it came down to it, these guys did work in great concert and harmony and respected one another. Otherwise, they, they couldn't have achieved what they did. What were your thoughts on how Scotty was depicted? Yeah, I, you know, I thought the one thing that was unnecessary was the 1.8, you know, again, going into that. You know, that was, yeah, that was part of Scotty's history in the Bulls. But, you know, Michael's wasn't there, you know, wasn't part of, you know, and this was really the Michael story, you know, the Michael hagiography. You know, you, this was a celebration of Michael, which which is fine. I, you know, there were some people who criticized and say, well, it's not a, 
documentary. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, big newsmaker thing. It was supposed to be, you know, Michael telling his story and the bull story uh, in his way for the first time. And that's, we never had that before. And, and uh, you, you know, so to me, that was the great appeal of it. And I, I don't know that it was necessary to bring that up again. I don't think that was, you know, such a, such a vital part of that. You don't era. think so? Well, it, it was an aberrational thing that, you know, that happened. And they went, it was in game three. It became 2-1. They went out the next day, you know, two days. That was a Friday night. On Sunday afternoon, Scotty, you know, I mean, it, it was really to Scotty's credit in some respects. You know, I was there. You know, some people have been in Chicago, you know, in the United Center, booing him and calling him a quitter. And he dominated the game. He got 25, eight rebounds, six assists, like three steals. You know, Ewing was no nowhere a match, and they get to you know go down to eventually play a seventh game. So, you know, it was sort of a moment in time. I mean, this was the Michael Jordan story. I, no, but, I didn't but, think it, but it wasn't. Was, it's I, Sam. I I respectfully completely disagree. The migraine was a the migraine was a major story. The the, well, the migraine not, was, yeah the migraine was but that okay. was part of Jordan's era. The 1.8. Yeah, was. but like it all kind of paints the like I actually think. Scotty Pippen looks, he, he at first looks like a sympathetic figure. And at the end, you know, when he's playing hurt, he looks like a heroic figure playing through a back injury. And then, oh yeah, by the way, he's the only guy to say, hey, Jerry Krause is the greatest GM of all time. Like he looks classy. I don't, I, I think I, the, the, the only ne- net negative for Scotty out of the 1.8 seconds would have been is because Scotty Pippen 26 years later is like, you know, I wish it wouldn't happen, but I would do it again. Had he simply said, I wish I had never done it, it, it was like, you know, I learned from it. I grew from it. It's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Nobody nobody cares about the 1.8 seconds now, but because he said, I, I'd do it again, that's where I, even the most ardent Scotty defender was like, what? You said you would do what? We what? Hold on. See, that didn't I make any exa- sense. I see exactly the opposite way of that. Uh, that's what you want him to say, it, it, because that's that's the story. That's the you know the the, the sort of the final way of the American politically correct way of dealing it. But that no, that's the, the right way to deal wait, as a wait, teammate, wait. as a you basketball cut, player, Sam. No, no, no. Yeah, you cut me off. You didn't let me finish here. No, go ahead. That was that's the strength of Scottie Pippen that he could that he was able to endure these incredible things: migraine, headache, in a game seven. That even you saw it in, in a documentary, Michael Still you know, sort of rolled his eyes about, you know, this incredible 1.8 walked out of the game, you know, where he wouldn't get into the game because you know, he didn't get the last opportunity because that's what the last, that's what the best player is about. Um, and yet didn't, uh, none of these things could, could bring him down that he, that he, that he even, you know, after these events that would have met, made him, might've mentally crippled another player and drove him out of the game or limited advantage. He came out even stronger. So to me, that those are the positives about Pippen. That you know, blasting the Bulls, saying I'm never going to play again, canceling the surgery, and then coming back and doing these things. So to me, that was the great strength of Scottie Pippen that he compartmentized so amazingly, and his part of this this stubborn nature of his that refused to admit he did the wrong thing. Which again, like he said, I would do it again. Yes. It's sort of eye-opening, but, you know, when I heard it, I smiled to myself and I said, yep, that's Scotty, because that's Scotty Pippen. Hmm. 
It's a, it's it's a fascinating way to look at it. I just I can't I can't I don't think it's politically correct. Like I, he, there was no one thought he was right for doing it. No one, and to this day, and then for Scotty not to like how he's per, per, portrayed, like it, it, we're only making a negative portrayal based upon what you said, you know, and and by you saying like, look, I didn't get even had he said I would I didn't want to get surgery because I just want to stick it to management. That wasn't what he says. Like, man, I just want to have have a great summer. Like what? Yeah. Well, he wanted to stick it. To, he wanted to stick it to management. That's of course why. he did. That, of course that, he that did. Was, that was too. But, but it also, but, I, but, I, but that's, I, that's the way you want him to respond. You see, what you're saying is that's the way we expect people. I want people to respond that no, way and I, I, and and apologize. I want an apology. And Scotty Pippen saying, "I don't apologize." For I, my I listen. I don't want an apology. But if you if you don't if you don't have the perspective. 26 years later that it was the wrong thing to do then you can't really get mad when people go you kind of sound like a dope there dude you know well, other, I, like, look, i'm not a, i'm that's not a result i'm not a, a, a the results don't determine whether or not it was a good decision but it was a pretty nice little fu that ku coach who he crapped on ends up making the shot right <laughs> oh no that, that i mean i mean that really as much as anything saves scotty because you know, they go down 0-3 at that point, and, and sure. maybe they're out of the playoffs in the next game, where, in fact, you know, they're able to come back, even the series, and basically take it to a game seven where, you know, this controversial call with Hugh Hollins, you know, they, today, to this day they talk about, well, you know, if you don't get that call, we're in the finals. You know, that was in game five, but they still go to game seven. And it probably wouldn't be, but, you know, they could make the case. Yeah, but to me, that's that's the strength of Scottie Pippen. I I actually look. I know it's a perverse way of looking at it. I agree, um, but I I see it has his unique strength that he that he 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 was his worst enemy so often and could overcome it. And you know whether he doesn't. Yeah, you know, that I know you say he doesn't like his depiction. I haven't heard him. I, I guess he said, but, but yeah, he hasn't been quoted. I mean, I guess people have said they heard or whatever. And yeah, you know, he probably doesn't like you know, some elements of it, but he hasn't liked a lot of stuff over the years, the way he's been uh, you know, depicted, but yet always oh, seems to be able to, you know, come out of it. Yeah. Sam, great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Good to talk to you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. He is a talented writer. Uh, he has been a sports columnist, and of course, now he is the host of Speak for Yourself, which is an outstanding show every afternoon on Fox Sports One. He's also been a talented radio host uh, during his during his uh, long illustrious career in sports media. He's Jason Whitlock. I'll join us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Most importantly, one meal Whitlock is on day what? <laughs> uh, let me double check. Uh, day eighty-seven. One okay. meal Whitlock. Okay, so one meal Whitlock. This is a, a new diet plan. You're also, you said no, you're feeling. No, no, Don't call it a diet. It's a new lifestyle. Go ahead. Okay, so it's a, it's a new lifestyle, which yep. over 80 days ago you began. First question, when do you eat the meal? Uh, here recently, I eat it right after the show, so around 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and then on weekends... Usually it's around five or six o'clock in the evening, because you know, particularly during this Corona thing, I've been having little small gatherings at my place, or my next door neighbor has a small gathering, and we try to have a good dinner and wine around five or six o'clock. 
Appreciate you inviting me, by the way. Um, thank you. Thank you. I, I wouldn't want a small gathering with, with wine. Okay, so um, the, uh, what's, how, how many pounds have you lost? Uh, I don't know. I can only speculate because I didn't weigh at the beginning. I don't think I weighed till about 50, 60 days in. But I think I've lost right anywhere between 45 and 50 pounds. Wow, that's amazing, dude. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. All right, keep up the lifestyle. We, we, we appreciate the update. T- today, let me, before I get to the Isaiah Thomas interview, what's your, I want your general sense for people who see you on TV. I know your show is on Sirius Satellite Radio as well. What's your, te- your biggest takeaways from watching The Last Dance? Michael Jordan is very complicated. And there are things about Jordan that I find very appealing and make me a fan. Number one, I mean, he's just an old-school, masculine dude that kind of lets the chips fall where they may. I think that's what explains his overwhelming popularity in 2020, why his shoes still sell better than anybody else, is that, look, people are attracted to masculinity. And when you move into a society where they're trying to feminize everything and emasculate everything. It just makes masculinity even more of a precious, valuable commodity. And so, you know, for old school guys like me, I'm 53, that think, you know, we've gone overboard with this feminization of everything. I love that about Michael. Uh, But the other part of Michael holding grudges, uh, very loose with the truth, uh, you know, be, being a bully, beating up, you know, Steve Kerr and Will Perdue and uh, picking on Scotty Burrell, uh, that part of Michael is just a bad look. And, you know, that's why I say it's complicated. He's There's part of him that I just think is great, and then there's part of him, he's like anybody, and then there's part of him I don't like just about like, probably people feel the same way about me, you, and everybody else. No, I, I I think that's fair. I think it's an accurate depict. Do you think they were unfair in their treatment of Scottie Pippen? No, and I saw you tweet about that. And you know, could it have been better for Scottie? Maybe, but when you refuse to go in a game in the playoffs because they've drawn up a play for Tony Kukoc, that has to be addressed. And when you say I wouldn't do anything different, you know, that's on you, Scottie. Uh, and then when you say Michael Jordan has the right to have the opinion that he was being selfish at that point in his holdout. Uh, You know, I don't have a problem with that. And then they showed him as a hero gutting it out in, you know, in that Utah series and playing with a bad back. And so, no, I think Scotty wasn't treated, you know, that unfairly or to the point where he should be disgusted and blah, blah, blah. Pippen's going to have to put out his own documentary if he wants to be lionized and, you know, a hagiography done of him the way Jordan's had one of him. No, I, I, I agree. I agree agree with you. They, they painted him as a sympathetic figure to start and a heroic figure at the end. And then he was the one guy who had the class to say that Jerry Krause was the greatest GM of all time. You know, I, like the, the middle part, like he did have the migraine. It was discussed. People did think he was soft. He did refuse to go in the game. And then, as you said, like he said, he'd do it again. I, I don't, I thought he was very, ac- again, complicated, like Jordan, like anybody, but accurate in the portrayal of him. I, I left 
the documentary feeling good about Scottie Pippen, to be quite honest with you. The, the bad contract he signed I thought was one of the dumbest things in sports. But the documentary helped me understand, like, dude, this guy coming out of Arkansas with all this family, a dad that's paralyzed, a brother that's paralyzed. I, I could see a kid like that being paranoid and, man, just let me get this guaranteed money and this long contract. I got all this responsibility on my shoulder. I, I thought it made Scotty make sense and made me sympathize with him and made me say Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause were greedy and foolish for not fixing the guy's contract. He's been, you know, a building block, a part of your foundation to winning championships. To me, Reinsdorf and Krause looked bad for not addressing that contract before it got to the point where there was no fixing it. Uh, on, the other, on the other hand, like, look, if you had a guy who – um, wouldn't go into a game, a guy who didn't have his surgery done on time, uh, you know, a guy who was banged up. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure I would, I'm not sure I would have done the same. Like, are you going to have an employee that, you know, isn't the, you runs the risk of not being the same and tear and tear up a contract, give him a new contract when he hasn't established the goodwill of getting the surgery done on time. That would tick off any boss. It would take off any boss, let alone the NBA. I, I do know it's more complicated than that, and uh, it, it does seem bizarre. But I, I'm of the I, I I walked away thinking the Bulls ended at the right time. Rodman was done. Longley was done. Pippen was still a good player, but never really the same. And Jordan wasn't even really the same. And at some point, he would have broken down from trying to carry a new team. I, I would have certainly given them one more year to defend their title. Jordan was the MVP of the regular season and the finals that year. So if that's breaking down, you know, God bless him. Uh, (laughs) And I I felt like you win six titles, you've just won three in a row, you've earned the right to try to go out one more time, go out on your sword. Now, look, I, I do think there's a side to the other argument and that Jerry Krause and Reinsdorf deserve credit for putting that Bulls team together and keeping it together for as long as they did. And and I think a a sophisticated analysis of the last dance doc says that, like, wow, Michael Jordan was a handful. I mean, a real handful. And Krause and Reinsdorf deserve credit for being able uh, to keep him under some sort of control without him destroying the team. Yeah, they, they they managed it. However they managed it, however dysfunctional it was, it it you know the the results are are in fact the the results. Um, where were you on the greatest player of all time before the documentary? Uh, I think it's a debate between Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. My issue with Kareem is this: Kareem is incredibly accomplished. He's a great player. He's a great player in college, great player in high school, great player in the pros. People do forget that when he got went to the Lakers, it wasn't like they won championships automatically, right? It wasn't until they added Magic and then and then they won. He won one in Milwaukee and then and then he won one later. I guess the other problem is like if we go back before the TV generation of the NBA, now all of a sudden we gotta bring Bill Russell in. Now we gotta bring Will Chamberlain in. I don't now have we to bring, bring Bill Russell in. Huh? And it's for the same reason, tr- trust me, I think there's a great case that Jim Brown's the greatest football player of all time. But he played in an era where there was no full integration. It really wasn't. 
the highest level of competition in football. I say that about the Bill Russell era in terms of there were just nine teams. The professional basketball was really in its incubation stage. It's like Bill Russell was, and boy, I, I, I'm going to say this and it'll be taken out of context, but it's like Ronda Rousey dominating sure. uh, UFC at the onset of women getting involved in the fight game. Looks great then, but, you know, check with me 30 years down the road when the sport has really evolved. So I don't have a problem removing Bill Russell. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar leads the NBA in all-time scoring. Kareem, we love to talk about closer. Who's the greatest closer? It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and it ain't even close. They drop it into him for the sky hook, the most unstoppable shot in basketball history. If you fouled him, he went to the free throw line and knocked down free throws. He could pass out of the post. Greatest closer ever. It ain't close. And I know there's highlight moments with Jordan and Kobe and LeBron and all that other stuff. But if ask anybody. You want to close the game? Throw it into Kareem. Okay, where, so, are the, where are the closing moments in the finals? Well, they're not on TV as yes, much. Yes, they were. When he won championships, they were all on TV. Again, his highlights aren't the kind of things you air on TV. That, that, that's, I, I, respectfully, and, and so, that's but, not but true. You, he, the, you when, can't when they beat the tell Celtics. Me the Lakers didn't throw the ball into Kareem at closing time. They didn't. Yes, it was Magic did. Johnson. By the time Magic was there, granted, Kareem was older, right? Kareem was in mid-30s to playing at 40 years old. But Magic was the closer. Magic made the baby sky hook. Kareem was I, wide open, but Magic made the, the baby sky hook. Magic made, Magic made the bank uh, in, in Boston Garden as well. Three-point shot, three uh, three shot bank. Like, it, it was Magic. Like, that's the, it, that was Magic's team. And yes, Cream was. I'm not arguing that Cream's great, but if you're going to tell me he's the greatest closer when they won five championships, he didn't play Game Seven in one of them. Magic did. That's when he put up 42 points. And the other four, where are the closing moments? The, I'm going to say this: you've made a great argument that I cannot refute right now. Okay. But I, again, closing moments aren't always Game Seven or the final games. You can't tell me during the stretch of that playoff run, those playoff runs, in all those playoff series leading up to that. Because remember, one of Jordan's greatest closing moments is against Craig Elo in the divisional playoffs or whatever. You can't tell me the Lakers didn't throw the ball into the big fella at closing time, at crunch time of playoff games. I'm just, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't, and it was all magic. But my memory. Doesn't say otherwise because I can't come up with those moments. Fine. But I'm just saying, right. his, his. I'm just sorry. That's and I was a huge Lakers fan. I mean, I love Magic Johnson. I, I just Kareem was a big part of them closing out teams and throwing it into that sky hook and him passing out of double teams. Anyway, no, he's a great, we, great, 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 great player. I will not dispute that he was an unbelievable, yep. unbelievable player. Um, Jason Whitlock, our guest, speak for yourself as the TV show. You had Isaiah Thomas on today. How, how do you think Isaiah Thomas came off during the documentary? Uh, I th- to me, I thought he came off really well because I think Michael looks small and petty holding on to a grudge against the guy and talking about I hate him and calling him an a-hole and things like that. I, I thought those comments beneath, well beneath, you know, Michael Jordan 30 years later, and I, I think that... I said this about 
Michael, he's like this old school John Wayne figure, ultimate tough guy, man's man, except when it comes to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> then he becomes a whiny little, uh, whiny little whiner. I don't want to call him the B word yeah. or whatever, but uh, and so I just don't get it. He needs to let bygones be bygones. Isaiah Thomas, an undersized player, figured out a way to beat the Chicago Bulls to put together a team. And again, it's not Isaiah played with Joe Dumars and a baby Dennis Rodman. But, you know, and, and look, Mark McGuire, Adrian Danley, very good players, great scores. But but it wasn't stacked teams, and they figured out a way through strategy, style of play, whatever, to beat the Bulls, to beat Magic, to beat the Celtics. You can't do nothing but respect Isaiah. And I, I just think at this stage, at whatever age Michael is, 57, 58 years old, whatever it is, man, let that go and just give Isaiah his respect. You know, Isaiah hasn't let it go either, though, right? Publicly, I think Isaiah has. I haven't seen him out name-calling Michael Jordan and trying to diminish Michael Jordan. Well, no, no, no. But, well, he's he's always been a LeBron's the greatest player. He's listed everybody except for Jordan as the greatest player ever. There's been plenty of... of and, and look, I don't know. How would you feel if the guy organized a freeze-out your rookie year? You know, well, if the guy okay. Would, the guy Isaiah would... said today on the show, which yes. I remember vividly, that I think is accurate. For Michael Jordan, after they go up three zero, to say the Pistons were bad for basketball, and 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 then so you go to Game Four and they sweep them, but you just had Jordan the day before say the Pistons were bad for basketball. How do you think Isaiah and Bill Lambeer and the Pistons were going to respond to that? Not well, but you still shake, you shake a man's hand. You can, you can on, even man. say F I, you I when you shake a man's hand. You oh, don't walk no, no, right no, by that, the bench. fine, but the first stone was thrown by Michael Jordan. When you start talking about they were bad for basketball, they're the two-time champion. And you start, they're bad for basketball. That was the first rock thrown. And so they threw one back out of emotion. Isaiah's apologized for that. But let's don't forget he who cast the first stone. Sure. I, I mean, look, uh, my, by my estimation, and I've had the conversation with Isaiah, who's unbelievably charming. And if you listen to him, everything that anybody ever said about him is completely wrong. And he can explain it well, away. There's truth to that. There's truth some, to that. some, ahead. but like he was like, well... You know, the Larry Bird thing. Larry Bird, if he was black, he'd be just another no, player. Dennis he, Rodman said that, and Isaiah backed up his teammate. Right, but that's when Isaiah Thomas needs to go, nah, man, come on, that's Larry Bird. But he didn't. He didn't. And he didn't. And 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 part of that he was that Bird's... He backed up his teammate. He backed up his guy. You, and and he, then he had to go on TV, national TV, and apologize. All right, what about the Magic thing? They were best friends. Magic gets HIV, and he tells people the Magic's gay. Like, that stuff, that, that doesn't just go away. These things don't just go away over time. Yes, they are men and men's men, but they're also human beings. You're like, yo, dude, you think I'm going to forget that? Here, Magic put it aside and have publicly uh, made up. Look, man. It took 20 some- years. I, I got it, but as someone who uh, misspeaks or has made some mistakes uh, publicly, me, I'm talking about. Me too. I get it. Isaiah's made some public mistakes, but the overall narrative somehow that Isaiah's a bad guy and you know, you know, he brought down the CBA, the great CBA. I was well, 
That's all bull. That's all bull. I was thinking I was on a podcast, and I was about. Yeah, very, very good. Nice catch. Good catch. Good catch. <laughs> so uh, you know, look, man, I am an Isaiah Homer. Isaiah's probably of all the great athletes, he's my best friend. Of all the great athletes, you know, I'm friends with Charles Barkley. I'm a bit of a homer for Barkley as well. Sure, but so I do carry a bias. I just want your audience to know that. No, listen, I love Isaiah Thomas, the player. I got into like a knockdown, drag him out argument with my dad about how great a point guard he was. Uh, but I, I, I think he's done something. Which at some point you just go like, yeah, I did. I said some st- and did some did stupid you watch things. The interview today. I'm doing a show. It's kind of oh, impossible for me to watch this. You know, like it's why why I would like to think it's why I haven't been on your show more often is because oh, I my, I my. I was doing, he did a doing great this. job. Today. He's unbelievable on TV. He's the you know he's he's and he looks like he's 15. Like it's crazy. You know he's B.J. Armstrong before there's B.J. Armstrong in terms of in terms of never aging. Yeah. Uh, but you know you know I could get into the. The Pacers didn't get out of the first round when he was the head coach, and it was always some. It was always it's always something with Isaiah, and he just he's a great. Player. They also he also put together a team uh, for the Pacers that was pretty incredible. And Donnie uh, Walsh put the team together, huh? Donnie Walsh put the team together. Okay, Isaiah had nothing to do with it. Okay, I Isaiah, now Isaiah, I watched I, all of Donnie Walsh's work. I, I no, seen it I mean, all. I, I'm he gets some Indiana. credit, but. To give all that credit to Donnie Walsh is crazy to me, but go ahead. No, no, I mean, I would. I mean, Donnie Walsh was the general manager. Isaiah Thomas, when, when Isaiah Thomas was the was the general manager or president of the Knicks, they tore down the entire roster, rebuilt the roster, signed Eddie Curry that was an uninsurable contract because he had a heart condition. And everybody and, that comes to the New York Knicks since and before has just done an amazing job. No, and New York Knicks are a disaster. They're a disaster, and he's okay. just another in the long line of guys that they couldn't fix the thing, including listen, Phil Jackson. We need to go do ahead. this. That we do need to do this on a podcast. We'll do it on on a pod. <laughs> Meantime, Whitlock, great stuff. It is a great show. Speak for yourself. Occasionally, I'm on it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up everybody this is stephen a smith host of the stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and i answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets you'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers all that and more so listen to the stephen a smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 